This is At Home with the Oregonian. I'm Lizzie Acker. Each week we check in on some of Oregon's favorite people from a safe and responsible distance. Follow The Oregonian on Facebook or YouTube to watch these conversations live. I'm actually at my parents' home sitting on the floor right now, and I'm joined by Oregon's own Emmy award-winning Ian Carmel. Ian Carmel, welcome. That's, it's embarrassing when you bring a beer. <laughs> I, but it's so, I know you're a humble, humble person, and you don't like to talk about it. It's a thing that happened, whatever, get over it, you know what I mean? Like, I don't turn yeah. around my life. I don't let it, you know. I understand, um, and that's why I thought we should bring it up first thing, because I don't think you get enough accolades get for it. Get it out of the way. It's crazy. <laughs> Anytime anyway, people bring it up, I'm like, did I win an Emmy? And it's, <laughs> oh, I guess so. So, you know, whatever. <laughs> well, I mean, it's just a thing. It's an award, whatever. We all earned some award. I got a certificate once, so I have a I have a couple certificates. I have some. I also have some warnings. I have some. Uh, quite a few warnings. Uh, I have some citations. <laughs> yeah, I'm in the city of Glendale right now that I think is actually uh, the clock is ticking on. I missed doing comedy so much. I wanted to open with a bit, but I'm going to okay. move this out. Of the I'm not really that okay. egotistical. That's crazy. Come oh, on. sure. <laughs> wow, that's some amazing artwork. Uh, I'm actually a pretty humble guy at the end of yeah, the day. Yeah, that's just, just a small town, Beaverton. Just <laughs> a Beavertonian boy out here. Just, I, and I live in like, LA's Beaverton, which is a place called Glendale. So I, did, okay. I haven't done Yeah. What's the weather like in Glendale? I'm just thinking because it's raining here so gorgeous all the time like gorgeous. people i saw some comedian tweet where he was like i forget who it was so my apologies but uh i think it might have been solomon giorgio who's from washington state uh who was like why are we complaining why are people in la complaining about missing the summer we literally have like heat waves in december and it's so true it's like beautiful it's perfect outside right now yeah I yeah. feel like I lived in San Francisco for eight years. I'm from Corvallis. I was born in Eugene. So I'm from Oregon as much as the yeah. commenters would have you believe otherwise. But I lived in California for eight years and it's amazing. It's pretty amazing. It makes sense. <laughs> it's so expensive. Like I would 10 yeah. times out of 10 if I could do what I do in Oregon, I would rather live in Oregon. But like as far as another place I have to live, I, I'll, I don't mind LA. Yeah. I just remember being like, oh, it's February, and I don't feel like I want to cry all day. Like, I can walk outside and, like, you know. It's like none of your clothing is wet all day. Yeah. Your pants. I mean, do you remember (laughs) high school where, like, your pants were wet around here all the time? Every, they never got dry, and then they would, like, cray at the bottom because you didn't know how to buy pants that fit you like an actual adult. Yeah. one of those trees from like Lord of the Rings that like moves like that, but like made out of wet denim. It was a bad everybody, look. Everybody, everybody did that. Like, I didn't because I mostly wore shorts. Every uh, I was that kid in school. I wore shorts, twelve degrees out, gale force wind, and I'm there in bum equipment shorts. Well, <laughs> maybe you were right all along because your pants were gonna, your legs were gonna be just as cold as and wet with pants. Exactly. We refused to wear boots. Showing off my calves, which has been a, a very important part of my career. That's awesome. Well, I should ask you a little bit about your career. I mean, I know who you are. Everyone probably knows you're the you know head writer for the late 
<laughs> a late late show. I don't. Know. <laughs> yeah, there's two late in that one. Okay, I don't know how late it goes. Late. <laughs> um, the late late show. But uh, and you have a podcast, All Fantasy Everything, which is totally yeah. amazing. But you're also on a new show. Ooh, is that? It's our. It's an All Fantasy Everything T-shirt made by uh, the good folks at Trailblazing, which is a Portland area company. Yeah, yeah, Trailblazing. They make cool stuff. They're so cool. I have just like near my. I'm like this is my where I've set up like a uh, place to, place to do like Skype interviews or whatever this is, like Zoom and stuff. And it just happens to be like in my room where all my trailblazing stuff is. That's they have nice. such That's cool three, stuff. That's a three XL for you. Oh man, um, I love that. I just love that stuff so much. We're very lucky as Blazer fans to have that. I know. Uh, we have much better like gear than other other fans but we're yeah. also better people so we deserve it we earned it we do deserve it i mean damian lillard is such a this is not what i was going to oh. talk to you about at all but i don't i'm sure you've been watching the michael jordan documentary because Wait. everyone else is doing the same thing all the time the only sports we have until my <laughs> show comes out. yeah we're like oh cool basketball actually this is yeah. really embarrassing and please don't Spoilers for me, but I don't know who if the, if the um, Bulls win in 1998. Oh. I'm like the only person who doesn't know, and my husband just keeps like making fun of me so hard. And I'm like, I know I could Google it, but at this point, like this don't is Google. what little suspense. I mean, our whole life yeah. is suspense, but it's nice to have little <laughs> right. suspense right, right now. So. Yeah, I guess in 1998, I did not care about basketball, and especially not the Bulls. Um. But yeah, I just keep thinking like if this show was about Damian Lillard, it would just be like, wow, he's a really great guy and a great team member, and he's Michael Jordan's kind of a jerk. He's a little bit of a jerk. Yeah, he's a little. He is a little bit of a jerk. But we like, I don't know with those people. Ugh, I don't. I don't know. It's like such a. It's such a competitive environment to like to right. get to the end. You have to be an insanely competitive person anyway, and then mm-hmm. to like insanely competitive for the NBA. Like, right. To be like the best wild. player of all time. Yeah. Like being the most competitive, like, I don't know, like Wall Street trader or something like that. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. But still, Damian Lillard's a much better person. Well, I he's, mean, he's just like such a nice guy. Maybe, I think. A, I've interacted with him a few times and he's an absolute sweetheart every single time. We've been very like, CJ McCollum is so nice. I, we, I mean, Evan Turner who and Myers Leonard, who are both now, are both just like cupcakes. They're so nice. I am a huge Myers Leonard fan, and I was trying to get the nickname Meow Meow going for him for like the entire time he was here. And maybe I could get him on this show because the Blazers are hard to get, but Myers, maybe if I can convince him I'm a true fan. Tell him it's about playing Fortnite. Just lie to him. I I don't even know. I think maybe I could get his wife. She's really good at basketball, too. Elle is amazing. We went to, uh, I was lucky enough to go to NBA All-Star Weekend this year because I was working uh, Mm -hmm. an event there. They had me hosting something. And uh, Myers, we were just like texting. And he was like, I'm going to this goat party, which is the sneaker app, goat, if Mm -hmm. anybody knows and he was like, if you get here in 15 minutes, I can get you in. And I was like, I grabbed my girlfriend and we were like, rush, you know, rush in there. And then we spent the evening just like sitting there talking with Myers and Ellen. They're just like incredibly sweet people and like smart fucking, well, pardon my language. I'm so sorry. Okay. Uh, smart and just like 
that is cool. That is cool. They're chill. You don't feel like you're, you know, sometimes when you're, I say this to someone in show business, but like Mm -hmm. you'll be talking to like a famous person in a room where there are other famous people Mm -hmm. and they have this kind of like, (laughs) sort of like looking around the room and they were both so engaged. It was just, it was just really pleasant. It was like nice, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Myers is the only uh, basketball uh, blazer I've actually really met in real life because once I went to a game with a friend when he was like a rookie and we like left early and just ran into him and he was like in this fancy sports car. He was so tall. So I have a picture of me and Myers and I come up to like his nipple, you know, he's so tall. Shockingly tall. He's like a true, there's a lot of people in the NBA who say they're seven feet tall. He's like seven feet tall. Yeah. It's It's crazy to be that tall. I can't even imagine. Wow. Anyway, okay, we got all the important stuff out of the way. But wait, tell me about your new show. I yeah, yeah. tell me all about it. It's called uh, Game On, and it's premiering mm-hmm. on CBS on the twenty seventh of this month, on May twenty seventh, mm-hmm. which is a Wednesday. And it's like a sports competition show. Like the best way, it's so it's a American version of a show called A League of Their Own. And the best way I can describe it is it's like half Legends of the Hidden Temple for adults. Like they build these like crazy obstacle courses for it some of it's like double dare like there was a you know there was one where they built like an arctic assault course where i had to jump off like a 30-foot platform and you wait you you get to do it i get to do it yeah williams um and then a rotating celebrity guest which were like sometimes was like landon donovan or uh uh gabriel iglesias or um Oh my God! I always forget his name. Uh, the guy. Oh, he's on Veep. He was on uh, the skinny oh tall Veep. one. Oh. The balding one who like goes. I, I'm going to army now. Oh, I, uh, oh, oh yeah, name? Buster, Buster Bluth. Buster Bluth, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, Tony Hale, Hale, Tony Hale. Tony Hale, yeah. So like sometimes there's Tony Hale and Tony Hale and I. We're on the same team, and we, like, Venus didn't want to jump off this 30-foot platform, and we're up there, and Tony's like, I'm so afraid of heights. I don't know why I agreed to do this. <laughs> and, like, I, I told myself, I'm like, oh, you're on a harness. It's not going to be scary. And then once you get up there, you are jumping from 30 feet. Because yeah, no, the harness until you're, like, 5, 10 feet down there, and you're like, and then it catches you, and you're like, oh, shit. Or, oh, my God, I keep cussing. But, like, for a second, mm-hmm. you're like, oh, my God, I this, like, has been an elaborate ruse to kill me. Like, Rube Goldberg put a hit out on me. <laughs> how I die. Um, but anyway, so part of it is that we're in the studio. Yeah. There was one where, like, they hung us from a harness again, and I had two baseball mitts on, and David Ortiz was hitting baseballs, and I had to try to catch as many of them as I could. Um, this is amazing. It was so fun. And for a sports fan, it was like a dream come true. Like Tara Lowens and I were like dunking basketballs in a swimming pool. Um, the other team is Rob Gronkowski and uh, Bobby Lee, the comedian. <laughs> and they would have a play with that like James Corden was one of them, um, my, my boss. And yeah. it, was like, it was so much fun to film. And I've seen a couple of the episodes. And like, obviously, I'm going to tell you to watch it because, you know, this is it's what I do for a living. But like, okay. also, it's just so fun. It's like an hour packed with action. Like it never stops. It, it like it really never fun. stops. Um, it I was, was great. That's 
Sorry, go ahead. I keep. Oh no, it just sounds really fun. You know, when I was a kid, I didn't. I grew up without a TV because my parents were, you know, hippies kind of. But whenever I could watch Double Dare, like all you want is to be on that show. Like you just that'd be so cool. It's so fun. Although I should say on the uh, Arctic, the Arctic assault course thing, it was covered in all this fake snow, and I was then and still am quite out of shape. So I was like breathing really heavy. And then like there was this part where you had to crawl underneath this like this like wire thing, and I'm breathing in all this fake snow, and I'm like, oh sh! Like you thought yourself good work. Not myself. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I thought I shouldn't. I'm on a network TV show. I should already. I should, <laughs> but I thought that was going to kill me. So it was like yeah. this. This crazy. Yeah. There's lots of ways you can die, and one of them is the coronavirus. It that's- is the coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> and that's my segue to asking you: How are you? Are you totally social distancing? Or are you like holed up in a? What are you living? Where's your living situation? I'm in my I'm in my house that I live in in, in Glendale, California, and mm-hmm. I say my I'm in the house that I rent in Glendale, California, and uh, yeah, we're doing the Late Late Show completely remotely. There's new episodes every night, but mm-hmm. James they built a little studio in his garage, like one person at a time, which is crazy. Wow. Um, and we do everything over Zoom and mm-hmm. email, and it's hectic and like the days are longer than they were before but like i i think to be able to keep working right now has been such a like i mean it's helped with my sanity certainly personally and then also seeing like what other people are like going through with like having their income go away and all that stuff it's like i feel extremely lucky that to have ever had this job because it's like a crazy nice job and then to be able to keep doing it during this both for my sanity and then also so like you know, because like as a as an entertainer and as a comedian, like these jobs pay you a lot of money, but they're also jobs where you're like, I might have a job for four years and then I might not have a job for three more years. Like, yeah, that kind of thing. Like, that's kind of how it is. So, right. You know, to like keep it up and put money away and then like, oh, if something happens to my family or if somebody in my family needs money. Like, I've right. just felt extremely lucky. Uh, yeah, it's definitely but, a good time to keep a job. It's. I completely understand. I'm like, yeah. I was already grateful for my job, but I'm like, oh. yeah. I, then, is, sorry, go ahead. Oh no, I was just agreeing with you. But then for like the non-bummer stuff, like I've I've been playing Animal Crossing like everybody else, which yeah. I love. I would have been playing it without a quarantine. If we're being hundred <laughs> percent. I guess I should play <laughs> Animal Crossing. Like I, we have a Switch, and I, oh yeah, like. I got it. My husband and I got it. I got it like as a present for him. And right before I had a baby and the only thing I ever play is Tetris. And it's really like disappointing to me (laughs) because I just like love, (laughs) I feel like I should get into video games, but I just love Tetris so much. Whenever I like hold the the controller, I'm like, I got to play Tetris again. (laughs) It's just like, it's it's like a uh, Pavlovian response. Yeah. Uh, It's it's a cool Tetris game where you're playing like, a hundred other people or something. I don't know. It's fun. It's lame. Oh, beautiful. You should play Animal Crossing is like a pleasant life simulator. It's like really all okay. you go out and get fruit, you cut down trees, you go fishing. Like Perfect. it's it's so it's anytime you pitch it to someone, it sounds so boring and then you start playing it and it's just like then you fiend for it. It's so much fun. Okay. I'll do it. I think I'll do it. <laughs> I mean I also like I said I have this baby who 
she's wonderful in every way. Also, like, really demanding. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what I feel great for, actually. Oh, God, she can move around now, so you have to, like, really keep an eye on her. She, like, loves plastic bags, of course. Plastic bags <laughs> and, like, cords, you know? <laughs> handguns. She loves handguns. Yeah. <laughs> We're like, oh, we can't leave our handgun out anymore. <laughs> kidding. We don't have any guns. Um, are you, yeah. are you like, do you, you live in an actual house, not an apartment. So that's nice. That's yeah. a, a benefit. Do you have a yard? Uh, I have a front yard. And then okay. in the back there's in LA, they like cram as much stuff in as possible. So yeah. there's like three much smaller houses in the back. And then I live in the front house, which is slightly bigger. Mm-hmm. And then Zach Tatani, who's also a Portland comedian. Lives yeah. So you know, he's, I don't know. I think he left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He lives over. Oh. Sean Jordan used to, and then he moved back to Portland, who's another Portland comedian. Sean the, Jordan's back in Portland? I didn't know that. In Portland, in Portland currently. And I think probably, I mean, he's going to live in both cities, but like uh, mostly Portland now. Yeah, he's got a, he's getting married. Uh, he's got a, he's got a wonderful yeah. fiance. And uh, yeah, so he's back home. That's awesome. I should interview Sean next. Well, okay, I'm not going to do all comedians, but (laughs) (laughs) comedians I kind of know. Shane's got time. He's stuck in Los Angeles, too. Wow. Oh, yeah, Yeah, I have Shane on my list. I love Shane. He's got got some pretty crazy corona stuff. Yeah, he used to work at Crema when I first moved back here, and I spent, like, all my time at Crema for some reason. Crema is where I wrote all of my stand-up comedy. All, everything I ever wrote when I was in Portland, I would go and sit at Crema and I would write and I would get a coffee. And uh, obviously I would get a coffee. And I would get every, just any variety of their hollow was great. I love uh, their breakfast sandwiches. Like I will at this point go, well, obviously not now, but I would drive far out of my way to go to Crema because I don't live nearby anymore. Sadly. Yeah. But, I yeah. love crema. I love crema. I love Hopefully, crema too. we'll be able to draw on this. Yeah, I really—that's that, the thing that's sort of like really depressing. Well, there's obviously like a million things that are so depressing, but our—I live in Southeast Portland, and our Lita Library, which is my favorite breakfast place, is closed for for good. And like, how oh, many more places? Oh yeah, it's the it's the next bummer. I know. Yeah, there's just so many bummers. <laughs> but let's see what 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 are you are you cooking at all? I was I was cooking a little bit, and then I was like ordering in like a lot because we're no joke working like sometimes you know twelve to sixteen hour days, and like I was ordering food, and it got to be an issue. I already struggle with my you know with my weight in regards to how mm-hmm. it affects my health, like mm-hmm. appearance wise. Doesn't really bug me, but like. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Health-wise, so I, I signed up for one of these meal delivery services, actually. That, oh. Like, they bring, like, two actual meals and then one little, like, uh, like it's broccoli and, like, cauliflower to eat, like, around lunch kind of thing. Okay. And then, for some reason, the way my brain works is I'm very, like, either I need to be, either, like, if I'm going to be eating healthy, yeah, I need to be, like, strict about it. If I start giving myself exceptions, like... All of a sudden, I'm eating an cake. You know what I mean? Like, oh no, I get it. I think like that's for me is I have to have like structure and rules for myself in anything, or else like, like 
I can't really go to bars because I don't want to smoke cigarettes. Like that's like how I have to like yeah. go like two steps ahead of myself to be like, I know I have no self-control in certain places. So I have to like exert. You have to outsmart yourself before you self outsmart yourself. Like exactly. I totally get it. Yeah. And this is a perfect situation to practice outsmarting yourself. Yeah. Like, it really is. That's the thing about it is when they're like, that's been my silver lining is like, uh, the, the temptations that are, that are so ever present any other time are like gone now. Like even it used to be the office kitchen sometimes, you oh, know, yeah. I would go in there and like, and then I'd walk out with cheeks full of cashews, like a squirrel and like, you know what I mean? Like, a, <laughs> like oh, my man. Stuff I thought was like harmless. And then you start adding it up and it's like, Oh, okay. <laughs> Just a thousand <laughs> calories of nuts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, for me, I would also like at work, I will always go out and pay for tea. Like why I have like, free tea bags everywhere all over my home and desk but i just like love leaving the office to go get tea it's so. a ritual yeah absolutely yeah we're saving a lot of money yeah. because i'm not allowed out of the house <laughs> <laughs> okay i have some some let's let's see some like silly questions and right. um i'll just ask you fast these questions and you can just skip if you want how about that um, <laughs> what, okay. If you could be coronavirus locked down with any blazer from any team in history, which one would it be? Oh, that's a good question. Thanks. I didn't come up with it. That's my coworker, Edder. He thought of that one. <laughs> good question. <Edder. laughs> my favorite blazer of all time is Rashid Wallace. And I think he'd be really fun. He'd just have a bunch of amazing stories, but I don't know if I want to be locked up with him. It could be like a volatile situation. <laughs> <laughs> God, that's a good. Uh, I mean, we can come back to it if you want to just think about it. Of a question. Let's come back to it. Yeah. Okay. Um, what is the furthest place you've gone from your house since this started? Yeah, I've been to San Francisco a couple times because my girlfriend lives in San Francisco, mm-hmm. and so I'll leave my house, drive up, go to her place. So it's literally just seeing one other person. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I have a Prius, so it's like the whole, I mean, I have to get gas with them there, but you got to right. get gas every night anyway. Yeah. Um, so it's been, I've been to San Francisco a couple of times, but that's been the furthest. That's, that's not bad. Okay. That's good. Um, what's the craziest thing that you've bought during this lockdown? That I've purchased? Yes. I haven't really bought a lot of stuff. I haven't really done the. No online the shopping. I haven't really. I've gotten like, um, Spent quite a lot of money on marijuana. <laughs> <laughs> Any like crazy edibles or is it just not crazy edibles? I bought like a fifty dollar joint because I was like, "What's that like?" And it just also gets you stoned. It's so right. not worth it. Like, <laughs> it's not like a fifty dollar shot of whiskey or something. It's not. I, even that I wouldn't really enjoy. I've I've have like when you're in when you're in show business and maybe this is true in other industries and I only am familiar with my own. Like, Not mine, whatever it is. <laughs> anytime like something good happens, like people send you all these gifts, you know? So like somebody sent me like Don Julio, 1942, which is like a 200 bottle, a $200 bottle of tequila. And it's good. It's, it's right. probably better than like, I don't know, like what you would get at like Casamigos or whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it's not, it's not in, it's not so good that you're like, yeah, I get why we pay 200 right. For some people, 
That just doesn't, you know. Does it give not, you less of a hangover? Like I always thought, if you spend more on alcohol, get me drunk. If we're being honest, because it's so. Wait, expensive. say that again. Yeah, maybe I'm that's. Afraid the I'm yeah. afraid to drink it to get me drunk. Yeah. So that's why, like, expensive alcohol doesn't give you as bad of a hangover because it costs too much. So you're like, is this seventy-eight dollars for this? Yeah, you're like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay, just one tiny sip. I've never had alcohol that costs seventy-eight dollars, but no one, no one ever gives me those kind of gifts. <laughs> um. <laughs> Let's see. What's the weirdest thing that you've done to keep yourself busy? Oh, I'm just weird in general. Mm -hmm. I like if I'm home alone, like if I'm home alone and there's no TV or music playing within Mm -hmm. like within five minutes, I'll start walking around making weird noises and just like talking to myself. If there's like an intro the other day, like I was listening to, Pearl Jam for the first time because I'd never listened to Pearl Jam other than like the songs we all know. Right. And I was like, let's see what Pearl Jam's all about. <laughs> and within like, I, I was also really, really stoned, but within like five minutes, I was just freestyle rapping over the instrumentals. <laughs> I'm not good at it. It's not, I would never do it before. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was so big that I was like, you're really good at this. This is amazing. <laughs> that does sound kind yeah. of awesome though. Maybe you are really yeah. good at it. You know, like, there's two possibilities. You could be really bad at it, but you could also be really good at it. You might be amazing at it. I might yeah. be, if, this, if this goes on for as long as they think it's going to, you, we might get an album out of it. We'll yeah, maybe record <laughs> it next time just to see what happens. Um, and what is like, is there anything that you actually enjoy about this uh, lockdown situation? Um, well, I talked about the, like the, the eating, eating healthier thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I mean, like, I don't, I, I don't hate it that much. I don't like the, the, the what we're being asked to do and mm-hmm. like uh, other, you know, like outside of the obvious stuff, like worrying about my family and being so far away from them. Cause I'm down here in LA and they're all right. in Portland and uh, outside of that. And like my, you know, my little sister had to move her wedding and that was a bummer. But like outside of that, like I can stay home. I'm like fine with it. Okay. I can, I'm like, even for this long, I'm not going as stir crazy a lot as a lot of other people are. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm like, I'm reading a lot. I'm watching stuff that I, so like that part I'm like, I have enjoyed. Yeah. Uh, is that a Beaverton it. accent? That, <laughs> in the you comments, know that classic Beaverton accent. <laughs> that's, I, my father is from Brooklyn, New York, and uh-huh. there is no Oregon accent. And I grew up with a very like big, for whatever reason, very influenced by his. We're New York Jews, yeah. so I inherited accent from him. I uh, I think that's good because I think the the lack of accent from Oregon is it's been a constant bane in my existence. Just growing up, being I, like, where are you from? <laughs> <laughs> I still say crick every now and then. Don't worry, my mom is yeah. from Southeast. I'll still say crick and Warshaw. <laughs> <laughs> When I when I was in high school, I was an exchange student in South Africa, and all the kids there thought said I sounded like a newscaster. They they thought I was like the most hilarious oh, yeah. specimen. Because you have a uh, the, the non regional accent. Yeah, like no, yeah. I'm from a place. <laughs> it's between California and Canada. That's what you'd have to say to explain it. It, it is between yeah yeah, and <laughs> both of those have accents. We should just start picking up that like weird mid Atlantic like. Uh, 1950s movie star accent, and oh, yeah. that was like, pool. 
Yeah. You know, I want to start talking like this. <laughs> <laughs> that we have something. Okay, did you yeah, think of a blazer? Yeah. Say what? Did, did you think, think of a blazer? blazer? <sighs> I haven't I haven't thought of anything that is either funny or That's or funny. clever or even like reasonable. I'm I guess I'll go. I'll go with Rashid. I think like okay. he's mellowed out. We have a lot of good stories. And yeah, I bet, I bet you'd be fun. Even if we did feud, like then that's something we had that day to distinguish it from the next one. Right. I mean, that adds some sort of drama. Um, I yeah. think we should wrap this up because it's been about half an hour, and I hear my baby crying <laughs> downstairs. Oh, no, yeah, but before we go, um, I'm supposed to ask you what. Could you say congratulations to the class of 2020 for a possible future video? And if you had any advice for the class of 2020, what would it be? Oh boy. Okay. Uh, Congratulations to the class of 2020. Is that good? (laughs) That was so good. (laughs) (laughs) uh, The class of 2020. Uh, Learn to swim, bro. No, I don't know. That's good advice. But they should have done that a while ago because it's hard they're to learn to swim as an adult. You know, community center, they'll get you in the pool early and you get a little yeah. patch. Um, God Trying to think of okay. what I would think, what advice I would give the class of 2020. I mean, I, uh, you can come over here. So I, um, the baby's going to be on the show for a second. Come here. Oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I no, think my, oh, hello. Okay. <laughs> so cute. She's so uh, cute. Hi. My advice for 25-year-old graduates or my advice for the class of 2020 is that whatever you want to hey. do, like, there's nothing that is, I mean, people say nothing's impossible, but, like, obviously I'm never going to become, like, the welterweight champion of the world. But, like, uh, whatever it is you want to do, do it as hard as you can and treat it like your job, even if even before it's your job. Like whatever you want to do, do it really hard and like treat it like it's your job before it's your job. And that's the only way I know how to get anything done, especially like the cooler jobs, like the ones I've been able to do. It's that or you or have a dad who also is in that industry. And those are the only two ways to do it. <laughs> that is I agree with you. Perfect advice. You gotta work hard. Okay. Well, you want to ask so- one question before we go? Yeah. Zach, I'm on with Lizzie Acker from uh, the Oregonian. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, okay, what, what should I ask Zach? Oh, cool. Um, have you cut your own hair this quarantine, Zach? Or are you just oh, letting no. it grow? I've been growing it out, so it's kind of like a renaissance for me. Oh, it's cool. It's beautiful. Thank you. Yeah. I like yours a lot, too. Thank you. Yeah, we're, we're, back, we're back to nature, the two of us. Yeah, we're I am. I'm wearing lots of barrettes to make it look like mm. I have a style in my hair. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, with long, like constantly in my face. Yeah. Oh, that's not good for uh, like health. Like my comedy. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 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 Well, this has been really great. Thank you so much, Ian. Thank you, Zach. Thanks for listening. If you like the show, you can help spread the word by telling a friend or by leaving a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Thanks.